Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. We're joined today by a very special guest, uh, FERC Commissioner Mark Christie, uh, who uh, just recently joined um, FERC. So, Commissioner, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Commissioner, um, just to kind of get things started, I um, wanted to talk about transmission costs. Um, in particular, you know, rising transmission costs have been an ongoing concern um, for public power utilities. So, right. as, a, as a new commissioner, how concerned are you about the impact of those rising transmission costs on consumers? Very, very concerned. Um, any, any state commissioner will tell you, certainly those in uh, uh, the region I'm most familiar with, which is PJM, that transmission is the fastest growing part of the consumer's bill. Uh, the transmission component has been growing very fast. Uh, I, actually, I just recently read the uh, state of the market report from the independent market monitor from PJM. And uh, transmission costs are now, I think he said, actually, uh, for the first time, larger than the generation costs in the uh, PJM uh, RTO. So I'm very concerned about rising transmission costs. Now, that doesn't mean that I've presumed that the transmission you know, should not have been built. Uh, I'm not making that judgment because I don't, uh, don't have the factual basis to make that statement. But I'm very concerned about um, the rising transmission costs as a, as a general matter, which is uh, the question you asked me. So answer is yes, very concerned. Okay, and um, just switching gears from the topics, um, obviously, um, in light of the recent outages uh, in Texas, um, reliability, resilience are top of mind across the country right now. Um, so, so in that context, how do you see FERC working with regional grid operators, uh, utilities, state regulators, and key players such as uh, NERC to address resilience and reliability issues? Well, I think the first word is uh, collaborate. Uh, FERC is, is collaborating, and of course, in terms of reliability, you know, FERC, of course, works with NERC, uh, and uh, NERC sets the reliability standards for the country, which are applicable uh, throughout the country. And so reliability is a huge issue. I, uh, I said at my first FERC meeting uh, in, Janu in uh, January, my first, first meeting, that I had three priorities. Uh, first was reliability. Ensuring a reliable power supply to American consumers is absolutely a, a, a huge priority for me. Second priority is respect for the states. Respect for not just because I've been a state regulator. It's, it's not parochial. It's that I know, having been a state regulator, that the state regulators know their states better than, than uh, I ever will. Uh, I learned that from a lot of time interacting with other state regulators. And I, what I learned going to meetings like with Nehruk and, and others is, and meeting state regulators, is they knew more about their state than I ever will. Uh, and, there's, and that applies to 49 other states. And so that hasn't changed just because I got to FERC. Uh, I didn't become an expert on, on all states just because I got to FERC. And uh, maybe later in this podcast, we can talk about my comments yesterday with regard to the Order 2222A. Uh, which was on the docket yesterday, and I can talk about my comments that I made yesterday. Um, and because uh, APPA, American Public Power Association, your association, had some very, very uh, important comments in that docket, and I actually referred to them in my 
in my descent. But anyway, back to my, my statement. So first priority was reliability. Second priority was respect for states. And then third priority is sensitivity to, to costs for consumers. Uh, FERC, of course, regulates the wholesale markets, but what FERC does uh, impacts uh, the retail rates that people pay. And actually, <laughs> ironically, that's one of, the, one of the points I made yesterday, is that that order is going to have a big impact on the retail uh, costs paid by consumers. So those are my three priorities, reliability, respect for states, and sensitivity to cost for consumers. Okay, great. And so this is that your your answer provides a uh, nice segue to the next question, which is, you know, prior to coming to FERC, you served as commissioner and chairman of the Virginia State Corporation Commission. Right. Um, so I wanted to get uh, your comments on how your experience as a state uh, utility regulator will inform your decision making as a commissioner at FERC in terms of areas where state federal jurisdictional questions may come into play. Well, it does inform my decision making. I have no apologies for that. I spent 17 years as a state regulator, and the knowledge and the experience that I gained in those 17 years is is part of what I bring to to everything I do here. Now, I fully understand that if federal law preempts the states and if federal law mandates that FERC do something that involves preempting the states, then obviously I took an oath to support the law and I have to do that. But the way I look at it is uh, I very much believe in, in the uh, uh, the metaphor that uh, Supreme Court Justice Brandeis used uh, in a case back in the 1930s. He referred to the states as the laboratories of democracy. And uh, I strongly believe that that's exactly the, the, the role states play, is states are the laboratories of democracy. We have 50 states, and each one has a different uh, a different approach to issues. And every and, and, and when you bring that down to the utility area, uh, every you know the states historically. Here's the historical division between federal and state authority. I made this point yesterday in my dissent to uh, the Order 2222. Historically, going all the way back to 1935 with the uh, Federal Power Act, what Congress did is is a very I think correctly set up a basic division between federal and state authority. To the feds, they gave regulation of the wholesale rates and wholesale markets and the bulk power system. To the states, they preserved state regulation of the local distribution grid and retail rates. So that was the basic division. Federal is bulk power system and wholesale. States are local distribution grid and retail. And that's the way I look. And I think that's a pretty good division and because the states are in a much better position in their regulation of the, of, the, of the retail side to know all the different aspects of each load serving entity. And they are different. Every load serving entity in America is different. Every load serving area in a load serving entity in America, whether it's a public power system, a municipal power system, a, a rural electric co-op, or whether it's a very large investor owned vertically uh, integrated uh, load serving entity, they all have different needs. They all have different attributes. And, and as a regulator of those, you learn that you have to allow for flexibility and allow for the people who are basically the closest to the situation to have the authority. 
when I dissented yesterday in the order 2222A, I made the point that that order was basically a massive intrusion on the historical division of authority uh, between the federal and the state. And by the way, I made the point as well that the impact was not just on intruding into state authority with that order, but it was also intruding into the the authority to regulate uh, and, to, and to manage your business that's inherent in the public power authority systems, in the municipal power authority systems, and in the uh, <clears throat> electric uh, cooperatives, the co-ops. <clears throat> so it wasn't just the states that were impacted by that. It was it was your your uh, members, public power members, uh, the munis, and the co-ops. And I just think that was a, a very wrongheaded um, uh, intrusion into this historical division of uh, regulatory authority. Um, and, and given that the the order just came out yesterday, what um, for uh, listeners who may not be familiar with just the the, the crux of of Order Two 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 A, what what exactly was involved with that um, order? Yeah, Order 2222, and, and yesterday is technically 2222A uh, because it was a, uh, a, w- a little bit updated version of Order 2222, which came out in uh, last September. But your association filed comments. Your association was very active in that docket. Uh, the American Public Power Association, along with the National Rural Electric Co-op, uh, Co-op Association, Enrica, um, you all filed comments in that docket. And the comments that you made, that APPA made, were very cogent. And I quoted them in my dissent. Uh, it's on the website if you want to go look, if you want to go check it out. It's on my homepage on the FERC website. But I quoted your comments from APPA. And, and what your comments were, this is going to have operational difficulties for us. Uh, because what the order did, the order had to do with, with uh, requiring RTOs to allow uh, behind-the-meter Distributed energy resources, DERs, behind the meter DERs, who are retail customers. That's who they are. They're retail customers. To be aggregated and then allowed to sell into RTO markets, particularly the capacity markets. Notwithstanding whether the uh, load-serving entity like yours, like, like 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 an APPA member, may say, well, we can't afford it. And, and by, by can't afford it, what I mean is that's going to take substantial um, grid upgrades. And the point that your association made, and I agreed with it, uh, American Public Power Association and Enrica made, was this is going to be very expensive for us to upgrade our local distribution grid and make the, make the, the, the expenditures necessary to prepare for this. And it's going to cause us operational difficulties. So uh, I think your comment was very good, and I and uh, and I'm and I, I compliment uh, uh, your association APPA for uh, filing that comment along with Enrica in this in this uh, uh, docket and, and and in the previous docket. The docket yesterday was, of course, the 2222A order 2222A, and uh, you all filed, I think, in in this one as well as in the. Uh, the original docket, which was Order 2222, which gets a little technical, but it's all the same thing. It's all the same um, topic anyway, a different, a different docket from a very technical standpoint. But your comments were very good. I compliment American Public Power Association for your joint comments with uh, Enrica. 
And um, so um, there's been a, a flurry of, uh, of notices, as, as, as you know, in terms of a uh, number of technical conferences that are coming around the bend. Um, and uh, one of those is uh, FERC this month is going to convene the first in a series of technical conferences focused on modernizing electricity market design. Initial discussion is going to be on the role and design of capacity constructs. Um, so wanted to get your, your uh, thoughts on what, what are the key market design issues you plan to focus on during these conferences. And do you anticipate that FERC will take some form of action upon completion of the technical conferences? First of all, I think the big issue, and we're, actually you're, you're right to point out, we're going to have the first one next week, starting on Tuesday, I think. Uh, I'm looking at my calendar here, and I'll see. Uh, uh, yes, it's next Tuesday, the 23rd and 24th, and I uh, would urge you if you, have, if you have time to listen in. But the um, the main the main issue there is really is, is motivated by uh, the question of how do you accommodate state public policies in these RTO markets. That's really the, the, the motivating force for this. And it comes out of a lot of criticism that was aimed at FERC over the last couple of years for um, in, enacting these orders that, if I could use some lingo, uh, are called the MOPR orders. That stands for Minimum Offer Price Rule. And so there's been a lot of criticism of those, uh, mainly on the grounds that uh, they didn't respect uh, state public policies. And so when I got here in January, I said, I hope we can find a way to respect state public policies in these RTO markets. And um, and so I'm very glad the chairman has sponsored a technical conference that will start um, to look at that. I think that's the big issue. The big issue is in these RTO markets, uh, can can individual state public policies be accommodated? Can they can they um, because I think the MOPA orders were about you know the impact on the markets. Um, and so that's the big question that's been teed up. I don't know. Uh, first of all, I don't have an answer to that question. Secondly, I don't know what what the the outcome will be of a technical conference. And, and you know, a technical conference, as I understand it, uh, and and I just got here a couple months ago, uh, and we didn't have these in Virginia. Um, but a technical conference, as I understand it, is to allow, for an issue to be aired out, to allow a lot of voices to come and speak to it, to get a lot of points of view, which is all good. I'm all in favor of that. Um, and then at the end of the day, after the conference is over, uh, FERC will publish a report uh, summarizing, you know, the various views that were expressed. And then and then the, the staff will have recommendations in there. But from that point on, those are just recommendations. And I think to actually make changes in uh, RTO regulation would, of course, require a different proceeding, probably a tariff, a tariff uh, type proceeding uh, later on down the road. So the technical conference itself, um, as I understand it, is about te- uh, teeing up the issues for, for discussion. And I really look forward to that. And then uh, after that, any, ch- any changes in market designs and RTOs would, would have to come through a separate proceeding, uh, a regulatory proceeding. Okay, and um, just switching topics here in terms of the final question, looking at um, cybersecurity. Um, through the electric, uh, Electricity Subsector Coordinating Council, APPA and its members recognize that appropriate cybersecurity requires significant coordination with government. Um, so in that context, what do you see as first role with respect to cybersecurity coordination and regulation? Well, cybersecurity is extremely important. I mean, we all know that uh, we, are, we are under... Uh, the country is, is really under attack, um, and uh, uh, and so um, we, we know that um, 
that these cybersecurity attacks are coming from foreign actors, they're coming from domestic actors, and the commission is very, is very focused on it. And our work includes mandatory reliability standards and then audits of those standards. So what FERC works to do is to put together mandatory reliability standards uh, aimed at protecting against cybersecurity attacks and then keep and then and then adopting best practices and in in this FERC works very closely with uh, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation that's NERC and so we work with NERC on that as well as federal and state agencies uh, to put together first of all what are good cybersecurity standards and secondly we have to audit FERC FERC does a does a lot of auditing the audit function is very important to see that. Uh, the regulated entities are, in fact, meeting these standards. Uh, there's nothing. Cybersecurity is a huge threat. We all know that. Uh, at, at any given day, you know, our system is under is under constant attack. So, first job is number one, be on top of it. And I'm absolutely convinced we are. We have a, a very good office of professionals who are on who are who are working in this area full time. And uh, and FERC is on top of it. And, and FERC is doing everything I think it can do. But I'm going to be paying attention to it as well because I know that. That uh, 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 it's an extremely important issue. Great. Well, Commissioner Christie, thanks again uh, so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's been a great conversation, and uh, we'd love to have you back at some point as a guest, perhaps uh, later this year when you've you know kind of fully settled in as as uh, as a commissioner. So, thank thanks again for taking the time. Well, and I compliment all the people in APPA. I have a lot of respect for. Uh, American Public Power Association. I've, I've enjoyed as a state regulator. Uh, 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 I knew Sue Kelly really well, and, and uh, back when she was the head of your organization, and I, I now know a, a Joy Ditto. I really have a lot of respect for your organization and the fine job that all the public power authorities do throughout throughout America. So I really compliment you for the job that you do, uh, getting power to to your to your consumers. Mm-hmm.